Shall we start? Let us begin. Thank you very much. Happy birthday to you. Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ, and... 40-year-old Ron. <laughs> 33-year-old Scott. Wow, it's like they were afraid there. Let's have some theme tune. Let's have a happy birthday theme tune. Is there a happy birthday edit? No. No, there's let's not. Ha- let's <laughs> have the regular theme tune then. Keep on Sunnyside, always on. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. So what's it like being 40, Ron? It's 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 remarkably a lot like being a few days short of being 40. <laughs> <laughs> right, la- last week I mentioned that 40, 40 seemed 40 seemed like an important thing to me. To me, it was important to me because it was like you you've survived this long. It mm-hmm. seemed like not that you've crossed the finish line so much as you've reached a stage in your life where you look back and you go, how many people made it this far? And you go, shit, there's less of us than I thought. Or If you you've know, been affected by the issues discussed in this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> there'll be numbers at the end of the show. You know, and but you, you, I mean, you, you still know everyone that you, I mean, everyone that you would have known when you were younger. Do you uh, still well, no, see uh, them well, hang around well, with well, them? I, mm, you mean from school and stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the only person I see from school is my best mate, Tim. And that's oh, that's nice. And you know, he was. He was your best mate in school. He was my best mate in school, and he's my best mate. Primary in school. and secondary. No, no, no. We we only sort of became friends around sort of fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Um, but he's the only person nice. I see on, on a regular basis. That's nice. I, I say regular. I mean, like twice a week. <laughs> like okay. I don't talk to anyone from school. Do you not? No. Or do they not, not talk to you? Not a single person. Oh, you'll really? meet, you'll you know you'll you'll have met Tim at dinner the other night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Tim. That was Tim. <laughs> okay. He's not what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you you don't see anyone? Nope. You don't know anyone from your old? What's the what's the oldest friend you still know and hang on to? From I mean, for you, it could be like like someone you met last week. Cause you're so young, but from, anyway, not um, like us oldsters. T- they're my friend Ashley. I've known since I was working as a waitress. <laughs> in the cocktail cocktail bar. Bar. Uh, probably since I was eighteen. Okay. That's a fair like. It's a fair like, but yeah, but we didn't go to school together. Like I'd left school. Yeah, but um, that's still. By the, I mean, because that, because there there are chunks of your life where you change what you who you are and stuff, and there's yeah. significant events. I mean, at eighteen, you were not yeah. a colorist for film and TV. No, uh, Ron, I don't know what you were doing previous to your job and working for Maxis. I've had many jobs. I know that. That's the thing. I can't even remember. I you can't remember what you, you were doing you before did, uh, Maxis. You did, flo- you did flooring. You were doing flooring with your dad. I, right. I was a flooring contractor for 10 years. When I was 18, I worked as a receptionist in the health center. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you where get I, that where, job. Where, now. I, where I read Lost World, Johnson Park 2. <laughs> 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 nice, nice callback. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there I, I had very long hair at the time, and I remember uh, one, one, fe- one old fella come in and saying, excuse me, love, can you tell me the directions <laughs> to you? Uh, and uh, I put, I started speaking to him in a very, very deep voice. And, Jesus Christ, it's a man! <laughs> <laughs> it's, and this is why you grew a beard. Uh, yeah, well, the, the beard kind of followed shortly after that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, I. It's weird. I've I've friends from certain chunks of my life from when I was younger. So the, the oldest person I would still see on a not very often basis, but I would still if I see them, it's always nice to see them. Is a friend of mine, Car- Carla Stafford, who I knew when I was about eighteen, was the first person I went drinking with. So when I was 18, went drinking with Carl and uh, got blotto and threw up in his mum's uh, uh, bathroom. How old's Carl? Is he 45 then? Or yeah, is he Carl's, <laughs> no, Carl's, Carl was a couple of years older than me, actually. So he would have been, he'd be around 48, so he'd be about 50. Coming 50. I actually saw the, the people that I first went drinking with when I was 15. I saw them last weekend, just uh, randomly still bumped the, into them. Still lying there <laughs> in the park. Uh, I went to the, I went to the, the Whitehead Food and taste festival, mm-hmm. and I just bumped into. I don't know if Whitehead's a good name for any food and taste yeah, festival. I know. I'm not sure. I know, but I just happened to bump into them. Mm. He uh, went le- after he went to school. He went to either Oxford or Cambridge and did. He's a surgeon now, and I was wow. like, well, uh, I, "You and him have nothing in common." No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's st- he's still he's still. He must have at age eighteen drunk with you. Just looked at you and went. 
this this could be my life. Fifteen. I have to change. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do something different. <laughs> but it's just like I, I I always find it difficult, especially with my friends, to appreciate that any of them are good at their jobs because we've I've <laughs> seen them. That's a shitty thing to say. Well, I've seen them. I've seen them at their worst. Yeah. And you just think, uh, no, I've I've held your hair back while you're throwing up, mm. like after doing too many shots of aftershock. So yeah, I don't think you could manage like the full shipping manifesto for an oil refinery. Like, there's yeah. no. Yeah. D- d- this is just. How can you be good at that? Yeah. How could yeah? How can you be good at that? You're an idiot. That's really weird because my my experience is almost the opposite. Like most of the people I know. I know from whatever work it is they do, so I'm just always assuming they're brilliant at it. I'm always assuming whoever someone comes up to me and says, "Oh yeah, I I actually work for MI5." I'm like, "You must be a fucking amazing spy." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I don't do. know. Maybe it's an age thing. Like I, I think me and all of all of my friends just have the constant fear of being found out. Yeah, everyone does though. Uh, yeah, everyone. Has so you that. just assume that everybody else is good at their job. I assume everyone else is good oh, at their okay. job. I'm definitely the biggest bluff. <laughs> like, like, there's no two. I mean, I mean, a friend of mine posted uh, last week now uh, this whole thing about, um, you know, I'm really worried that you know I'm not very good at what I do, and you know, people ask me my opinion for something, but it's only because I'm good at a computer thing, and not because I'm good at drawing. And, uh, and it's like word for word, everything he wrote there would be something I could say yeah. and feel legitimately it's just is true all my friends are doing really well and their careers are shooting off mine is kind of you know stagnant and you just think oh yeah i i feel that i feel that very, very well, how do strongly. you how do you weigh up success and then in the say and i don't mean i don't mean like because in, in comics you could get famous you could so you, I, I i just I, mean success in, in your in your field in in for me i've i think because the first thing i the thing i really wanted to do was draw judge dread and it became the first thing I did. And I, I told this to, um, uh, um, what do you call him? Your boss, Maxis. Um, no. Matt. Matt. Um, and cause who I've known for years and years and years. And, and he uses this as, as, a, as a lesson for other people where it's like, I, I got what I wanted at age 30. And it was like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I was like, I literally don't know what to I This is the goal. And I've got the goal. And I don't know what the goal is now. And, that, and I don't, because success, I think, you assume success is a flag in in the ground somewhere, and when you get to that flag, it, it you're successful now, and that's it. But it's not really like that. It's it's like I mean, you you get the thing that you wanted, but you know every everyone has it where the the ground is shifting constantly. So mm. you can have an amazing year and then a crappy year and stuff. So I I I, I mean it's easy to say what I measure success as. Uh, but it's harder to feel it really deep yeah, down. Yeah, whenever you're doing so, it. Yeah. So, what I f- when I, when someone says to me what's success, I always think if I can pay my bills and I can draw comics and there's stuff that I like to draw, I, I, yeah. nothing. It's all immaterial. And then you hear about somebody getting an X Men gig and you think, fuck, <laughs> oh god damn it, that's what I wanted. So that that's kind of. But you have to be because I know even the people that are doing that are are always worried that something's going to happen or, or things are you know going to shift from under them and suddenly failure you know yeah how do you measure success how do you measure success as a I colorist f- in I your feel, field i feel like i am in a similar position to you the first i i, I got a late start but the hey, first here's, big here's the thing gig. that people will say to you no matter where you are at is someone will always say well if i were doing what you were doing i'd feel i was happy and successful and, yeah. and, and like you go, yeah, you're probably right, but at the same time, that's not how I feel. Yeah, you know, if, if someone, uh, you know, want to be editor or colorist, goes, you did Game of Thrones, I'd have killed to do that. And you kind of go, yeah, I did do that, but also now I've got to do something else. Uh, yeah, I've got to, but it's like, like, I think doing Game of Thrones is probably like I, I could, I could probably continue to get work off the, the back, back of that, of that for yeah. for a long time, and that's yeah. fine. Um, I. Like if there's people who work their whole career and never work on an HBO yeah. show, it's kind of like the the pinnacle of TV at the minute. Yeah. Um, I uh, now that I've done um a feature film and I've done a feature for the BBC and I'm doing quite a big. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I, I'm doing quite a big drama, like mm. one of the biggest drama series on TV, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be doing Final Color All right, okay. on it. Uh, but that's not happening for another couple of months. Um, I don't. I, I I will measure success probably not by any one gig, but if I can continue to keep working, yeah, 
like today i did a, a i did a documentary about ulster scots for the bbc and it, that's not big shakes in terms of what's you know uh, in terms of is profile it or, ulster scots or no it's, it's all it's all it's, <laughs> not, it's unusual for you to work in comedy isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's about ulster scots it's not in ulster scots um but uh, it's not you know it's not a kind of any groundbreaking stuff it's, yeah. a, it's a nice little documentary yeah, yeah. for bbc and i and if i was just to be doing that for yeah. the rest of my career is, like, is like i find like, that you, the thing the thing i find is i can say that i can say yeah hey, look if i get to look if i every so often get to do a judge dread i'm getting to do war comics with garth ellis i know yeah. people would rip their arms out to do that uh, I, and i'm doing these things in parallel and it's like, and there's only so much work I can do anyway, yeah. and I'm doing that that work. So what else could you want? But at yeah. the same time, there's one little part of you going, "Oh, that fucker over there has got a gig that I could be doing." Yeah, I <laughs> that think bastard. What do Muggles do, uh, Ron? Do they have thoughts like these? Well, I mean, <laughs> what do the norms think? I was, sort of, well, I was sort of waiting for you to ask me because I know you think of me as a normie. <laughs> um, I, 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 but you, but you, I mean, I gen, I, I genuinely. I uh, never I've had any ambitions when I was working in well, IT. This, well, this is what I was going to say. I've never had any ambition. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say that genuinely. It's, it's it's something that people have always kind of said, you know, Ron, you're smart. You can, why, why, yeah. why, why are you trying to... And I, I don't want things in life the way that other people seem to want yeah. things. You know, I don't... I don't. I don't. I used to get when I was because I think because IT for me was a thing I was good at and enjoyed doing but never had any drive or ambition to do. Yeah. And people would always go... Well, your exam results are not that great, and you you are very clever. What's going on? I go, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm still doing the stuff I'm yeah, going to be doing. I mean, I, I, Makes no odds to me. Uh, I would say I would struggle with it, but I, I'm I'm comfortable with it. You yeah. know, I'm, you know, I I'm reasonably good at my job. I I genuinely try to learn all the new stuff that comes along, but it's uh, you know, I. But, I, you, but I just, would you sort of be doing that anyway? That's I, the thing. If you? I wasn't doing this job, I'd be doing all the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is weird. I mean, it's weird to say that, but um, you know, I, I don't want anyone to get the idea that I'd work for free because <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the person who uh, decides that actually listens to this show. <laughs> so, but uh, it's 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 odd. I mean, I I don't I don't sit thinking you know, I'd rather be doing this job or that job yeah. or. I've I've done other the things. Only, the this, only this time, is the only job I've ever enjoyed. The only job, the only time I ever went for a new job and got the new job and transferred to the new job from a one one computer job to another job. The last guy I was working for, uh, who had been a friend of mine uh, up to that point, and I'd been working for him and his business, had written a letter more or less to to the head of human resources. The, the human resources guy said to me, he "says um, do you have another referee?" He says, "Why was matter?" He says, "Well." Your reference, he wrote you, wasn't particularly great. <laughs> I says, well, what do you mean? Like, we're like good friends. And, he says, and, he, and he, you shouldn't do this, but he, he did anyway. He said, more or less, he says, uh, he says, he says you're not ambitious. <laughs> I was like going, but I've gone for a new job. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I took the job with him because it was dead end and I knew it was going nowhere, but it was it was fun to do. And I went for a new job. It's still not ambitious. What? What? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I've... I've kind of fallen lucky because i think if i uh, was even five years younger yeah i don't think that i would be able to do what i'm doing now because i see people coming in and applying for jobs even entry-level jobs Mm -hmm. in our place and they're kind of looking for third level education type stuff as a as a as a minimum. minimum yeah and there there just is no way that i would have yeah. got through university and that's not for Timing. lack of smarts yeah. it's it's just because what i want to do doesn't correlate with a standard yeah. learning did you go to university pj i went to university at age 23 to do a degree in computer science and i dropped out at 24 four years later when i kind of went oh, i don't want a degree <laughs> i could be a comic artist but really <laughs> i just this, this is hard and boring yeah so none of us have a degree no no, no. that's interesting none of I, us are I left school at, f- at 16 my wife has a degree in business studies and law. My girlfriend has a degree. <laughs> yes. Well, my my wife has a master's. <laughs> no. Well, no, no, let me... F- my wife has a degree in business studies and law. She did when, when I first met her 24 years ago. And then uh, two years ago, went back to university to study uh, science topics. And is now talking about... Um, hasn't finalized it yet. Hasn't, hasn't signed up for it yet. And still, there's always a danger... With with stuff that Annette wants to do, that I get so excited about it that she goes, "Fuck that!" Then I'm not <laughs> doing that. Uh, but she's going to be doing, I think, a uh, degree with the Open University in 
life sciences and space. Oh, cool. So it's like spacey stuff. Like, and I'd be married to a rocket scientist, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I, so you, she's you she'll end up with two degrees, yeah, and I'll have none. I'll she have can none. practice getting uh, biological samples off you <laughs> <laughs> every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Scrape but them off the side like a ship. Yeah. <laughs> PJ Barnacles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible image. That's I'm awful. Sorry. That's awful. I just, I all I can see is it drawn. Do you know in the, do you know in uh, in Ren and Stimpy whenever they would go to the really oh, grotesque, yeah. the, like the grotesque kind of really detailed close up stuff. Um, yeah, but no, I don't think I would. I don't think I would have. I'd, I wouldn't have made it through university. I think that I, I, when I was in tech. I excelled at everything practical yeah. and failed hard at everything theoretical. Yeah. So and I, if you put I a camera in my hand, you put me in front of an edit bay, no yeah. problem. But if you ask me to justify the decisions that yeah. I've made, and I think to an extent, this is going to sound like I, I, I talk about this a lot in, in work and with people and this. I, I don't want to degrade the medium in which i work but it's only fucking films hmm. i think people get really hung up on the minutiae I, of, I have of to be honest i i'm the same with comics where i i mean I, I, lawrence campbell is a friend of mine who has drawn bprd and stuff and we were chatting a, a while ago and he says i says i was really stressed about a thing but i remembered this thing you said to me once and, and i went okay i said well, what was it, lawrence he says you said Lawrence, it's only comics. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's. But the thing is, people who do think about these things and do, you know, the people that are producing amazing work are really great work. You kind of look at and you go, they're not thinking this is only comics. This for them, this is really, really fucking important. No, but at the same time, I don't think all of them are thinking the same things that critics are thinking. No, no. I don't think that everybody like I love the Mark Kermode series on the secret. The, oh, the I've Secrets heard, yeah, of Cinema. Good, yeah. um, I, I haven't watched the last one, which is horror, which I'm excited for, but they've all been fantastic. Yeah. And he has some spectacular insights into into film. But I don't think for a minute that all of the directors or writers that he talks about yeah, intentionally had... planned out everything that yeah. he sees in the film. That it's everything Everybody it's... sees it, it through their own lens. Yeah. And I just feel like asking every person to... Um, artistically justify what they're putting down onto paper or putting yeah, onto yeah. the screen. Sometimes not... it's a whim and sometimes it's exactly. a, a kind of a joke to yourself yeah. and, and other times it's... And, and if, and if and it works for the silly, story... But sure it's going to be fun. And if it works for the story, then that's perfect. Yeah. Um, but d- 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 trying to justify why you did an edit this way or... Or is, that, is that what film courses? Yeah, are like, like the, they, they are, ask they you to really to to, to, yeah. to justify the ins and outs of what you did, and especially I, when you're doing it at, at like editing courses and stuff, and it's it's hard to justify. Sometimes when you're editing, it's just this felt right. Hmm. Yeah. This no, the reality is what you're doing is justifying their course. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. You're and I can't find their teaching method. Yeah, I I uh, what do you call it? The the I failed art O level. That was the highest qualification in art that I got to. And yeah. I failed it. Um, and and so art, I came away from it thinking, well, art's quite subjective. Any qualification, of course, in art is going to be subjective anyway. So I never did anything in art, which has led me now to feel a little fraudulent. Like I don't like going. I'm an artist. I like going. You know, I'm a comic artist. That's a different yeah. thing. That's a that's commercial art. You know, it's it's like it's like being a. Uh, and a director of advertisements rather than a director of auteur films, you know, mm. it's, it's that kind of difference. Well, I mean, I have no formal training in in any aspect yeah. of color correction. Yeah, I did a one two day course in Apple Color. <laughs> whenever Apple were making their own that, color yeah. correction software, I did one two day course in that. And apart from that, I got two D's, I think, at A level in yeah. media. It took me three years to do a two year course. Yeah, um, I had because I had to repeat my first year. You're really the definition of feeling up. I know, like. But Ron, you're the definition of fucking up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I just look at myself as a glorified plumber. <laughs> G- genuinely, I just I, I, I show up, I, I climb under the table, my arse my crack pops out. My- you know, I, they, you know I, I, I bang a few things, I plug something into something else, I turn something on, turn it off, on again. Um, and I'm like, yeah. does it work now? Brilliant. Okay, I'll just glorified plumber. But of course, plumbers get paid really well because I remember. Well, I remember pl- working yeah. on IT and thinking to myself, I should really go into plumbing because it pays really yeah. good. Well, I mean, you know, they do get up to their elbows and shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I mean, I don't really know how we 
we kind of spilled onto. You, would you want to, to do uh, like a, if you? I mean, I'd love an honorary degree. I'd love someone to go. <laughs> do you know what? You're really fucking good at that. You can have a degree. There you go. Because because yeah. there is still so, like at the back of my head, even though I dropped out of a uh, computer science degree course and I dropped out in the final year, and I and I kind of dropped out of the final year because. A, I was working in computers anyway. It wasn't going to change what I was doing yeah. longer term. I was, I had the job I wanted. Um, B, computers wasn't what I really wanted to do anyway. I wanted to draw, and I was still getting little bits. Of, I mean, that's when I did some work, early work with Mike Carey, um, on a on a short strip called Suicide Kings, and uh, I just got I think a Fantagraphics book as well, a Fantagraphics uh, graphic novel around that time. And I thought, this is what I want to do. This is going to be, this will be the thing. But the comics, uh, the computers will make me money. This will be the thing I want to do. So, and and the last year of the course was really hard, <laughs> let's be honest. But also, because I had, everyone had gone out for a placement year and I didn't. So I'd, I'd come back to Queens and went, I'm not doing a placement year because I don't really need to do one. I've got the background to do it. And they went, okay. And so everyone in the course was new. So I, I wasn't in the classes with anyone yeah, that yeah. I knew anymore. And I was on my own, kind of looking around going, and, and the, the leap from the the, uh, the third year to fourth year in, in a degree was like, it was really night and day in terms of what, what you needed to know. And I, and I had been, up until that point, I'd really been just basically going, I know all that stuff anyway. And I did. So it was easy. And then this was new stuff where I actually had to sit down with a book and learn it and go, fuck, I don't know any of this. I better learn this stuff. And I just went, nope. Not doing yeah. that, can't do that. But I do kind of regret it sometimes. I do think if I had that sheet of paper, if I just stuck out that last year. Yeah, well, the, the other day, whenever uh, the A level results were coming out, and um, you know, everyone was tweeting all that nonsense about, don't worry about your A level results. You know, no one cares in a few years. I mean, I, I tweeted something that seemed to get a bit of traction. People where I said, um, uh, I messed up my A levels and it completely affected my you know, my life for the next twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if you didn't do well, you're doomed. Um, <laughs> that was tongue in cheek, but I mean, definitely there's an element of truth to that. And yeah. That, you know, I did not, I mean, even if I'd known what I was doing, I didn't know at age 17 what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, I, and I don't mean in, in, a, in a sort of vague, will I be this or will I be that? I didn't know what I could be. Yeah. You know, and I had friends around me who were like, oh, I'm going to go off and be a doctor, be a lawyer. I'm like, can you do that? <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that a thing? You know, people people work? people seem to have these these concepts of what they were interested in Very, yeah. beyond school, and I had no concept of what was happening at the other end of the summer. I w- <laughs> I went to do to study media at tech because, well, that was my plan, but know? I I went because my friend picked media at tech. Well, I mean, I didn't have any interest. Mm, Not that I didn't have any interest, but they were going to do media. And I wasn't allowed back into school because I didn't get good enough GCSEs. Yeah. So they were going to tech to do media. Media sounded fun. I didn't have any notions of of working in film or being an editor or yeah. anything like that. I just... Yeah. Well, I mean, if you'd asked me at, at 17 <coughs> what it would be, I would have said Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And I didn't know how he got to be there. Yeah. Now I do know it wasn't available to me. I didn't, I didn't get to go to film school, you know, in, 19, in, in 1968. So... I've said that. I remember um, being asked about, because I did one of the first strips I did for 2080 was a Rogue Trooper, and I, I kind of did it went, well, that was the thing I wanted to do more than uh, Dread. And somebody said, well, was it, you know, did you really enjoy doing it? I kind of went, yeah, but the problem is what I realized when I was doing it was I didn't want to draw a Rogue Trooper. I wanted to be Dave Gibbons drawing Rogue Trooper. When <laughs> I was That's what I really <laughs> wanted. Well, that yeah. was it exactly. I mean, the only course I applied for after I levels was uh, media studies at Coleraine. And this was me kind of going, I've never been to Coleraine. I don't know what's in Coleraine. Yeah. I, the bar was low. It was three C's and I didn't make that. Uh, and after I didn't get the grades, I just was like, well, I'll just, I'll just work then. Which everyone seemed really disappointed in because they all thought, well, you can just go into clearing. You'll get yeah. into a degree somewhere. I was like, but I don't know what else I want to do. Yeah. yeah. If, I, if I got into like an English lit, you know, thing or something or something that I wasn't interested in, I know who I am, I would not be interested in it, and I would drop out after six yeah. months. I, I, can't, I can't be forced to be interested in something I'm not interested my, in. My brother went to went to Queen's, and he did, got his degree out of Queen's, and he's the first one in our family with a degree, and he did a degree in criminology, and it was like, why are you doing that? I don't know, just because. Just <laughs> and I, and one of the, the first thing I did when I went to Queen's was find out what the drama society was doing, and then find out if the film society, and find out all these other things, and spend all my time in the drama society, and, and I went, what did you do? He went, I just did my course. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that's how you get a degree. <laughs> I, I, I put a lot of it down to um, 
just just my family background. Shitty parents. No, my parents. Neither of my parents went to university. Yeah. I didn't know anyone who'd ever yeah. been to university. I didn't I mean going to university. If I got to university, I would have been the first one in my family to yeah. go. Um, and conceptually, I did not understand what yeah. it was. I, I mean, I it just was like three year, three more years of school, and I'm like, well, A levels are already kicking my ass. I don't see why I'm signing up for something else. Yeah. Um, but you know, then you know, my friends were at the university while I was still friends with them. Hmm. So I kind of got to see what they were doing. And I was like, oh, this kind of looks interesting and fun. But at the same time, they seem to be doing an awful lot of work yeah. come, come second or third year. And the fun kind of seemed to go down. So yeah. meanwhile, I was... Can I not just stay in first year for like the next six years, seven yeah, years? Meanwhile, I was earning money at that, yeah. that point. And yeah. you know, I, I, to me, you I did, was like... You felt like the I best because you were earning some money. Made, you know? yeah. And then obviously... Within two or three years of them leaving university, they were making twice what I was making. Yeah. You know, I, I remember going into, into the Queen's Student Union, and not, uh, everyone from the Drama Society were, was there, and they were still in their last year of the course. And I'm going, "How are you? Great!" And I was, was walking around with a mobile phone when very few people had mobile phones, and it was one of the ones from the Matrix, which kind of slid down. Oh so yeah. it was really <laughs> awesome looking. I'm going, "Yeah, look at my cool mobile phone. I'm just way out here. I'm gonna got a car out there, which uh, uh, well, you know, it's mine. But anyways, crap. But I'm still, I've got a car." <laughs> and thinking I'm cool, but yeah, and everyone then I went off to have proper jobs. <laughs> but I started working at fourteen, and then I just I never I don't think I ever made a conscious decision to go. I'm going to do computers now. It was like fourteen, got a computer, went, hey, this is great fun. My dad went, oh, I know somebody can get you a job for your one week work placement. Did that for a week, and they went, do you want to keep working here? I went, yeah, all right then. <laughs> and I just I I stayed there till I was twenty seven. <laughs> yeah, I started working at fourteen as well. Like, really? Yeah, my parent like my parents were just down the mill. <laughs> yeah, down, down, down the mill. mill. No, I washed boats. Right. I washed my my mom worked. It's weird. How did they get the boats down to the mill? <laughs> <laughs> my mom worked at the worked at a marina, and they, there was like some people. Who were I don't know? Maybe they asked her if they knew anybody, or she knew anybody, it's or weird, whatever. Like boats are constantly sitting in the water, so you would think it would they be d- easy no, to wash them, they like they'd wash themselves. No, they get fucking stinking. Oh, but, that's but why. You, that's why you could visualize the barnacle thing. There, yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> but like, what at fourteen, fifteen? Like, I used to get to go down to the the marina on summer days, and I take all the stuff down. I swab the decks. Clean, you know, <laughs> clean the clean the boat. I got like you know I probably got paid like a tenner for yeah. a couple of hours it's work. Good money. But then I'd just be like, do you know what? I'm just gonna sit here for a while and I just lie on the deck of the boat yeah. because I knew that they weren't coming that day because they they got me in to clean that day. So I just got to have hang you, out you on the boat a, for like. Have you ever had a moment where you've sat back and you've gone, "This might be the best thing I will ever do." <laughs> this, I, this, this I, I got that today when I recabled a data 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 box. <laughs> It was it was a real mess beforehand, and then I uh, stripped all the cables out of it, put color coded cables into it. Oh, nice! S- stood back and went, "Behold, mine creation." Because <laughs> uh, I, like, and then I were when I mean, in two thousand and two or two thousand and one or something, I was getting some lots of, I was getting a decent amount of comic work, and I was working part time, and Annette was working full time with no kids, and I had twelve grand in cash in the bank, like. No need, to, just twelve grand and plenty of money coming in. And I turned in it. I went. You realize our life is n- this is the best our life is ever going to be. We're never going to have this amount of money again. You you know that? And she went. Yeah. I went. Let's go on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. We went on a big holiday and we spent loads of it. And then never never had that amount of money in the bank ever again. I got a a thing. I actually have two of them now. I got a certificate from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Um, I think they're the people who give it. Anyway, Game of Thrones won two Emmys for yeah. best for best drama, and um, if you, I don't know what the criteria is because not everybody on the on in the crew gets them. But I think it's maybe if you're in the credits, if yeah. you if you have your name in the credits, you get a very nice gold li- like kind of embossed certificate saying mm-hmm. we recognize your contribution to uh, the amp for the, the Emmy award hey, winning show best I, drama. Do you know the TV game show thing I've, I've been doing storyboardy type stuff for? Oh yeah. I got a, an email the other week saying that they're going to I'll be in the credits. Oh yeah. <laughs> so my first TV credit. Was it Golden Boss? What? <laughs> Golden Boss? What's, what's that? Was it, was it Gold Gold Golden Boss? Oh no, no, it's not going to be Golden yeah. Boss, no. But uh, not, nor will it ever win an Emmy. But <laughs> you know. But there we go. Um, so yeah, that's been a round robin on on why we're all careers. Co- or why we're doing a podcast? <laughs> why we're doing a podcast? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of wonder, like, it's hard in the jobs that we have to say where are you going to be in five years or where, you, where do you want to be in five or ten years? Yeah. And that's the question people always go, where do you want to be in five years? I kind of want to, I, I, oh, God, I keep going back to the right and I keep trying it and going, I can't do this. This is this is really fucking hard. I have about three or four different story seeds, bits of ideas with writers where it's like, what about this? This would be a fun thing to do. And and I'm I'm sort of waiting on them kind of writing those in yeah. and, and go and throwing out all my ideas and going those were all shite but you know we'll entertain them for a while but I, I, st- I kind of want to write something but every time I sit down to do it I realise this is really fucking hard yeah this is really hard do you not you never fancy you, you've talked a bit about writing before Ron yeah I used to enjoy writing um I used I, to I enjoy ju- a lot of things I, I, but <laughs> I, you know I used to enjoy blogging I used to enjoy writing uh, I think it's one of those things where if you don't do them for a long time, then uh, that muscle just kind of gets weak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably should. You know, so many of my muscles again. are atrophied. I Maybe if we start a Patreon, you can do you can blog on that. I mean, it's a bit <laughs> like the the singing. You know, it's like you know, I, I've I've been enjoying singing again. Okay. I haven't sang in front of people. Okay, I mean, I realized you know very quickly at the first, first rehearsal, I I still have zero embarrassment or nerves about it. You know, I, I can just open my mouth and sing in front it's of really people. Because I am the complete opposite. Like I have all the nerves. I will happily sing on my own. And if I'm in a car with Annette and I'm singing away to myself, if she joins in even like for a second, all my sphincters close up. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Every single one just tightens, and I, and I I have to stop immediately. I can't. I don't know what it is. It's really weird. It's like you know when you tap a, a, a what do you call it a, a, one of those plants with the Venus flytrap. <laughs> it's like that, just shuts up straight away. Can't do it. Um, which is a shame because I have a beautiful voice, voice of an angel. <laughs> 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 I saw Ant Man and the Wasp. We t- briefly talked about it last week uh, because uh, uh, Scott yeah. thought we. I, thought, re- I thought we talked Scott about thought it. we'd reviewed it, but we hadn't reviewed it. We yeah. talked previously about going to see it. Oh, okay. I think I'd mentioned something like if the cowards don't kill half the cast in the middle of the film I'd be very disappointed but yeah. uh, there's no way they were going to do that well, I believe actually when we were when we were talking about it long in, a, in advance of watching it I said that what I thought would happen would be that in during the end credit sequence oh yeah yeah um most of the cast would disappear. Yeah, I was exactly right. You were yeah. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, smarty pants. What I what I I mean that's exactly hundred <laughs> percent what I expected to happen in the post credits. Spoilers for Ant Man, by the way, but it's been a couple of weeks now, and if you yeah, haven't you seen have, it, you haven't yeah, seen it. You're, well. you're probably not that interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why you'd even be listening at this point? Um, I don't know. Uh, but what I wasn't expecting to happen was for um, was for Scott Ant Man to be trapped in the quantum zone. Whenever mm. everybody disappears, and I think that's a How's really interesting, yeah. There, there was a brief because moment, cause my son kind of said to me, "Daddy, they talked about being you might get caught up in a time vortex." Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think we talked about this the last time. I think what, that he is going to have some big role in getting the, in 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 how things play out in the yeah. next in Infinity War. But it's interesting that he's trapped inside now, and I yeah. think that, that that's. Um, I think what he's going to do is crawl up Thanos' bottom (laughs) 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 and then turn into Giant Man. (laughs) Splurt. Splurt. Yeah. Um, But it's a very fun film. It is fun, yeah. Oh, it's great fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great example of what Marvel can do with different different genres in in the Marvel universe. Yeah. I think that you know, do you, what genre do you put that in? I Comedy? It's a heist film. It's, oh, okay. you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. both Ant Man films are heist films. Yeah. Okay. So they're uh, Oh yeah, they've got that let's explain the plot point. Yeah. With your with your man, which was quite funny when he oh, did Oh Michael this. Michael Pena. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, I mean, he's, very funny. Yeah, he regularly steals the scenes yeah. that yeah. he's in. Um but yeah, it's it's a great example that Marvel can do any type <coughs> of film in this universe. And I think everyone kinda just looks at them and goes, Well, they're all superhero films, and well, yes, they are. But, but they're I mean, all very different flavors. You know, the Captain America first film was a war film. We know, we've got um, the Avengers um, Infinity War digital download the other day, and there's yeah, a so documentary with the various the direct, directors. The directors roundtable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I quite interesting. I haven't really gone to watch. Oh, it yet. it's really good. Well, they, no, no, they talk about how they that that. The, I don't watch that tonight. Uh, they talk about how the you know the general public thinks. Oh, they're all superhero movies, but the directors are basically making their own their genre. They're making their, their own genre. Their genre Movies, movies yeah. within yeah. the superhero movie, and and they talk about specifically Captain America, Winter Soldier being a Cold War, you know, seventies yes, thriller, it's a kind of parallax thing. view type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I yeah, I've been looking forward to watching that actually. <clears throat> it's uh, I was I was up late on the the night the night it was uh, released, and then all of a sudden I got the email saying your your download of uh, Infinity War is available, and I thought, can I watch this now? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> five past midnight. So. Yeah, I mean, I I sit down. I, I've watched it once already since um since it, it came out on iTunes, and I've watched the the Wakanda battle scene uh, once I got my new speakers in just to kind of hear what it was all sounding like, but. I find myself on at least two or three occasions sitting down going, I've got a couple of hours to kill. I've got something to watch. And I find myself struggling to find something that I'm going to find more enjoyable than Infinity War. Yeah, no, I... It's, really? it's, yeah, like, I, I, I would happily watch it once a week that's, for the foreseeable that's future. That's really oh, interesting. Because okay. I, I said exactly the same thing to Susie the night after we watched it again. Let's watch um, it again, Susie. Where uh, my, my friend Tim, who, <laughs> who we mentioned before, it was around, he said he had hidden. Shout out so, to Tim. So uh, we stuck it on, and um, I think it was about two-thirds of the way, he nipped out to go to the loot, and I turned around to Susie, and I went, this film's incredibly watchable. Yeah. I mean, in, in that sort of Why thing, has he gone to the loot? It's, <laughs> it's so... It's he should so, have held it. Um, ...enjoyable and undemanding, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. But not in a bad way. Not in a bad... Uh, but it's so and wonderfully written forward, and constant funny. Constant forward momentum. Yeah. Yes, it's like an effortless kind of... Let's get from A to B to C. To Relentless D. sounds yeah. like a, a like a put down for it, but it's not. It it, it just keeps co- it just keeps going and going and going. And but in the best way, just kind of carrying you for along. For a two and a half hour film, it flies by. Yeah, yeah, and I do, I really don't think that there is any dead weight in it. Like no. I, I I I really enjoyed the um the last Jedi, and we've talked about it to uh, to, to death already. But there is you know there's scenes in there where you're like mm, it's fine whatever. Mm. But in, in Casino Planet, <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I started War. watching the Last Jedi again the other day from the first time I saw it was in the cinema. It was the second time I saw it and I started watching it. I thought it's really ballsy how much of it is the director going. No, fuck that. I'm not doing that. That's not a thing I'm doing. I fuck think that. that's why I liked it. Yeah. Where he, where he was just like, nah, I'm not playing with your silly rule book. Yeah, you know, yeah. of, uh, yeah. of what, I'm what, g- Let's get rid of that helmet. What a Star let's Wars get rid film of that. has to be. Yeah. Let's get rid of that yeah, uh, sword thing. Let's do that. Yeah, it's kind of ballsy. So yeah. anyway, Ant-Man and the Wasp, we really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good film, good film. Yeah, good fun. Um, has anybody been watching Sharp Objects? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, is that that's a serial killery type thing, isn't it? It's sort sort of. It's it's written. It's based on the book by Gillian Flynn, who who wrote uh, Gone Girl, both mm-hmm. the book and the screenplay. Um, and it's an HBO eight part miniseries. Okay. Starring Amy, Adam, Amy Adams. Okay. Um, Chris Messina, um, and a kind of myriad of really nice little character actors. Um, and it's about a reporter who gets sent back to her hometown after two little girls. I mean, Adam's always a reporter. Go missing. That's true. Um, but she is a she is a, a horrendous alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, and has had problems with. Does that mean she's really good at drinking or bad at drinking? I am. Um, <laughs> I think. I think she's really good, but that makes it bad. Okay. Um. So she and she has a lot of problems herself that resurface when she gets back to her hometown because she's staying with her mother and um, and various other going back to revisiting school school friends and that mm. sort of thing. But uh, what is uh, wrong? Everybody's standing up now except me. This feels very judgy. <laughs> um, what I am really interested in about this is uh, first of all the editing. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute masterclass in Where's how it to, it's it on, on? Uh, Sky Atlantic HBO. Okay. Uh, it's an HBO series, so it's on Sky Atlantic. Um, it is a masterclass in how to edit um, and how to edit for drama and how to continue character development through cross cutting. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, and it delves into themes of addiction and self-medication mm-hmm. um, in really interesting ways. And there are people in there who are self-medicating with various narcotics and alcohol. But a lot of the characters self-medicate with music. And it, it leads self-medicate to... self-medicate with music? Because they use it to escape. It's just another version of escapism. Okay. The, one of the... Uh, her... Amy Adams' stepdad has this beautiful... Um, vinyl setup with like one of the I can't remember the name of the, the players but I think they're like six grand like the one where you can see the tubes is it a Rega? Uh, no it's not a Rega um, you can see it's like oh, it's a like glass and you can see the, the glowing tubes at the back of it they're, yeah. they're, they, it looks fantastic but 
whenever um to kind of escape uh, things that his wife is doing that he either doesn't want to deal with or doesn't know how to deal with he escapes into these uh, with his headphones into this kind of music sticks on his grace as russ abbott yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um and amy adams can't basically do it can't really do anything without music yeah um and it leads to the, the this series having just one of the most eclectic and beautiful soundtracks of okay. any series I've ever heard. Um, you can get the, the somebody is kind of curating the playlist on Spotify uh, because I think we've still an episode to go and there's already close to sixty songs that have appeared in it so far. It's so all you, modern stuff. No, it's it, it, it's a mixture of classical, avant-garde, modern, like everything. Well, speaking of classics. 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 Wow. That was a good segue. Uh, that was a good segue. I mean, did you lead me into that? Were you ex- was yes. that like yeah. <laughs> exactly what I did. Speaking of classics, we uh, regularly pick a classic and review it and we should uh, review our classic that we picked the last time. But first, let's have because it's a really long theme tune. But <laughs> it's not a sting. I thought it would be a sting, but it's not a sting. It's practically its own theme tune. It's longer than our actual theme but tune. But I think it gets so bedded in, and we talk over the top. Well, of yeah, it I mean, at, at this point, I mean, PJ's introducing it. But at this point, it's played. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, let's have the theme tune. To the- All right, well, if it's been played, it's been uh. played. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so right, we nominated nominated uh, the classic TV series. Uh, uh, What's it called? Quartermass and, Quartermass the, pit. and, and the, the Pit. pit. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Not Quartermass, as I Not. spent the first like 30 <laughs> minutes searching for. <laughs> um. Um, Quartermass and the Pit, which was also turned into a film, but this is the TV series, the original BBC six part, TV series. Six-part series. Six-part yeah. series, which I think is probably still on the BBC iPlayer. It is still and, on the iPlayer. It's going to be on for a while. Yeah. Yes, this is next week we're talking about. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's still on for 11 time, months. I think it's going to be on for the year. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that the BBC iPlayer are doing that now. Yeah, the Mark, um, their Mark Kermode Secrets of Cinema has just been added for an 11 for uh, a year long. Good, yeah, 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 it's yeah. BBC technology that things, you know, people might want to watch. Yeah. Beyond yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, the gist of it is Alan Quater, Quatermass uh, disco- is, discovers, as part of this sort of rocket team, uh, it's made in the 50s, so it's just after the war, really. It's still, I mean, there's people in that were uh, 10 years from fighting World War II, really. Uh, they discover what they think was an unexploded bomb, an unexploded German bomb. It turns out to be something older than humanity, really. And uh, they discover weird aliens in there. And a kind of this sonic noise, it seems to drive everyone nuts. What did you think of it, Scott? I didn't like it. <laughs> It has everything that I... It's not that I didn't like it. It has everything that I should enjoy mm-hmm. about these things. Do, could you get over this sort of aged feeling? I mean, could you no. get over... you right. So no. you struggled already I with... Struggle, I, I like, struggle I don't with mind, the kind I, of actorless, I, actorliness? Yeah. I the, don't mind black and white. Uh, like Har, uh, Harvey, which we, we watched the other week, was, was terrific. It's just I found... There's a staginess the to editing, TV the shows. editing was painful. It's, yeah. Yeah, the, the editing is really brutal. I'll confess, I couldn't get past episode three. <gasps> oh, you missed the best episode then, episode four. Oh shit! Like I, I mean, I I I, I watched I up until t- I I didn't watch the last episode. I was watching it as PJ arrived to to record the show tonight. But when I say watched, I mean it uh, was I on, just, uh, and I was in the room. Uh, well, hang on, but that's how PJ's watched all the classics. So far. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I watch everything. But I, I find episode, a, let me let me. I knew like, I was in. I knew I was in trouble when the, in the first episode. It's probably in the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. Somebody says, "Dave, come and have a look at this," and then it cuts to a guy in a digger who takes about thirty seconds to look in the direction that the yeah. guy had just come from, yeah. and then we cut back. But and I just thought, of, I mean, I think oh, I, this I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I I think quite a. A bit of it isn't edited so much as as it feels like it's live. It's too ca- it's it's shot cut. to camera. Yeah, yeah. Shot to so camera. There's, so there's someone vision mixing this live. Yeah, yeah. as they walk back and forth. Now you, you could make the argument maybe someone should have sat down and edited it. 
you know, now to, to but you snap see, it that, up that, a bit. But, uh, but it's what it is. My understanding, that wasn't an option because they were shooting straight from video camera, yeah. straight into, I think, from, from old uh, tape. But well, they were shooting from electronic camera straight down onto tape. Yeah. So they're doing it live in front of the camera and someone's kind of... Yeah. You know, there, there's that. I mean, there were bits that I noticed where characters were waiting on cues... And you could see they were waiting on cues, which yeah. is what and I feel I, like. You it, know, it wasn't edited the way you, the way we think of yeah. editing. You know, certainly. so may, maybe maybe this is just a, a generational thing. Maybe I'm, but I just it just felt too. It feels s- like an old soap opera. Yeah, it ju- and it, and what and because of that, it just felt mm. hammy. And there's, I I, there's I, a, right, I think that the, the ideas that the, that they have yeah. in there are. Like I would love to watch something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I just. I wonder if the film would be more your speed because the film um, then would have been properly. When I was watching, I was I was kind of thinking to myself, I wish there was a, this was an eighty minute film, and uh, I actually probably will go and watch the film yeah. just to see what is the film from the same period. Episode four. The film's I mean, from about ten years later. Hammer production, isn't it? Yeah, mid sixties. So. Yeah. Uh, so right. So what happens in episode four is that. Um, because you didn't see episode four, is they start no. drilling into the thing, and it and it causes this kind of weird release of telekinetic energy, and things go floating around, and it, it, that does look shit. When <laughs> things go floating around, it looks like oh right, those things are on the end of strings, right? But there's a moment in it where one of the characters starts sort of hobbling out in this kind of weird sort of. It's almost like. You know, it's. Uh, I think if you were ten years old, you think they're making a fun of a disabled person. It's it's got that kind of, you know, slightly stupid comical not quite sure what you're looking at thing but it goes on for so long that it starts getting really fucking creepy yeah. to me to, to my eyes it gets really creepy and it's like what is the, why is that guy running like that it's, it's he's got this weird so he's got two his hands are nearly a claw shape right yeah. i'm gonna he's do it now doing ron's like gonna piss himself laughing <laughs> right <laughs> and he starts hobbling out like this do you know what it's like, it's, it's like, like um this. It's like, is it Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like he's that. He's like Vincent D'Onofrio okay. in Men in Black when he's got like the, the flesh suit but, on but and his face is all distorted. And okay. Yeah, don't but, quite but work it's properly. an actor sort of yeah. doing that. But without any of the special effects, it's all and, kind and of... So, and then you've got the kind of ropey stuff. But he carries, the, the actor does that to the point where it starts feeling really fucking creepy and really disturbing. And then he falls onto the ground and they've done a... A visual effect that you can explain and you can say what it is really, which is a kind of it looks like rubble on the ground. They've got some sort of machinery underneath it to make it undulate, mm-hmm. but it looks fucking. It looks as creepy as all get out. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I'm intending to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've been kind of up against it because I've got kind of, yeah, no, a, a, a lot of my evenings have kind of been involving you know me being out of things at the minute. Um, so whenever I get home, I'm I'm really just not in the mood for that guy's mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, the, the the only actor I recognised actually was the, the was the Canadian. Um, There's a couple of actors I recognise that that turn up much later in other black and white movies or other black and white TV shows that that you kind of go, oh look, he's he's in this, is, well, and they're all soldiers. Well, the Canadian archaeologist uh, or the paleontologist at the start is the guy who plays Felix Leiter in uh, Goldfinger. Oh right, okay. Yeah. And that was the only one I recognised. I was <laughs> like, oh, there's that guy. <laughs> well, I uh, look, I I. Maybe because I I grew up with the old Doctor Who and and stuff and and I think I've seen some of this before when I was younger, um and because maybe because I'm I'm slightly more forgiving because I'm not watching it the way you would be I'm not glued to the screen all yeah. the time I'm working while I'm I'm sort it's of it's more of a radio play to you it's all yeah <laughs> most of these things are I, I actually guess. think it maybe would have worked better as a radio play yeah, yeah. Um. and the ideas in it are kind of staggering I mean the the the, the gist of it is that um. Aliens, that the, the Mars may have colonized. Earth. Mars may, uh, yeah. I mean, Martian, you, sorry, you, may have what you've got to do Earth. is take out certain things that you know now would be ridiculous. Like yeah. if they were making well, that th- thing so now, just it wouldn't the concept be that a bunch of misshapen small men were here first that you related to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, no. There's also this thing where they kind of go. There's this the, the 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 Mars destroyed itself through war, and the idea that. The, we as creatures of Mars, of uh, you know these adaptations that that the creatures made of what was here before, are as prone to turning to violence 
as the Martians are, and that's a thing we've constantly got to be vigilant against. They're and like us. <laughs> yeah, and and you see Twitter and you think, yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's that's pretty much right. So look, I really liked it. I think you've got to give it a chance. I think you guys obviously aren't going to do no, that. No, I will give it a chance. I I'll, probably, I mean, I'll, I'll finish I'll, it. I'll finish it, but it j- yeah, like it's just Jerry like Adams' cookbook, give peas a chance. Like like a big bowl of steaming cabbage, I will work my way through because <laughs> <laughs> it's apparently good for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were really keen to watch it. You said I you was really keen to watch it. I mean, you know. I've been keen to try a lot of things in my life that turned out to be not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, here. I went to uh, the um, Tiro Fun Park. Uh-huh. Uh, this is why we didn't record when we normally record, because I was coming back from Tiro Fun Park, and I went on the roller coaster, and I've never been on a roller coaster before. I th- is that because you weren't tall I enough? I thought I had been on a roller coaster before. But I hadn't been on a... The roller coasters I've been on before have been the shitty ones you get in Port Rush. You know the ones that don't really do anything? They're like up and down and up and down and up and down. And so I've never been on one that actually does anything. That goes like loop to loop? Yeah. Now the one the one down in, in Tito Fun Park, which my mate Rob Williams thinks is hilarious that there's a, a potato-themed fun park in Ireland. He just thinks that's to die for. I, was, I, I, I saw some of your tweets. I was a little bit... Shocked that they got away with potato hunters. <laughs> that there's right, a section here, of the park. I, we've, we've been going to this park every off and on for maybe ten years or something. Right? I was just surprised the food hall was called Famanani's. <laughs> <laughs> we we've been going to this place for Has off Tato and on. Park been open for ten years. Something like that. We've been going there since our kids were younger. It's not been open that long. Five. Is it five? Yeah, it's, it's five. not been all that long. Oh, okay, well, we can find. I'll find out. But anyway, it's been for, been for a while. But when it first opened, it was like there was very little at it. I mean, there wasn't the big giant roller coaster. There was there was there was, there was, there was just a guy in a Mr. Potato, Mr. Tato outfit. <laughs> there was Mr. Tato. I mean, there up was, here you used to be able to go to Tato Castle. Hmm, there was a bunch of TPs right around where Pocahontas. Why? Because Tato they, Park. Because, <laughs> because they went. They went. Shit. Uh, we're this potato themed uh, fun park. How are we going to stretch this out? And when somebody went, potatoes came Cultural from America. Maybe potatoes from America. Let's do Native American stuff. They went, okay. Well, we've got to be very culturally sensitive. How are we going to do that? Let's call it potato hauntus. <laughs> well, once you open that, you know, we can do American stuff door. Yeah, you've kind of. Laid yourself wide for an awful lot of stuff at that point. <laughs> we could have Donald Trump potato. Yeah, he's from America. So I mean, like the Vietnam? like here's a, here's an example. <laughs> the, the thing that we used to do every single year down there, and my kids loved it. It was their favorite thing was to run up a hill. <laughs> they had a hill, which they've since put some fencing around. So you can't, because it was quite a steep hill. You paid like a hundred euro. To no, go down and it's run different up a hill. now. You can, no, no, now it's very different. There's a load of stuff. They, they had a little tiny zoo at the time. Now they charge you to run up that hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, they had a little hill beside it. Was a shitty little maze. It was really, really rubbish. But your kids are young, and they thought it was great. But the, the, as obviously as they've poured money into this thing, it's got bigger and bigger and bigger. So now they've got this. The roller coaster is called the Cahullin. The Cahullin, yeah. The Cahullin, and it's it's all wood. It's an entirely yeah. wooden roller coaster, except for all the metal joints in it. But it's an entirely wooden roller coaster. And I, I because I've been on little roller coasters in and uh, and Port Rush and stuff. I thought I've been on a roller coaster. I'll go on this. And my my wife's going. I'm not going on that. My kids are going. We're not going on that. I'm going. Well, I'll go on that. That's fine. I'll go on my own. And I did not realize. Right. So they they put me in. They put me in the thing. They put the thing across my tummy. And I'm like going, fuck, I am fat. That feels a bit tight there. Maybe open that up a bit so I've got some room. I didn't realize that what would happen is when you go up to this, the, you go up, and then you get to the peak of this thing, and then it goes down really fucking fast. I didn't realize I'd start floating, which is what yeah. happened. And and the, the gap that I thought would was too tight, suddenly I was conscious that there was a gap where my arse and the chair was, <laughs> and I was floating towards it. And this little thing that seemed to be held on by a pin at a pivot point, I was shitting myself. It was fucking horrible. I never want to do it again. Never again. It yeah, was I, awful. I'm terrified of roller coasters. I just won't go on them. <laughs> no, I'm not I doing that I again. can't have... There was, there was something here down in Titanic Quarter uh, a couple of months ago, like Thunderland. Or yeah, Panathon yeah. Thunderland's or, a regular thing here. Something like that. So me and Hannah went down on a night without Ralphie 
Um, and Hannah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, why take your kids to the amusement park? He was he was like he was barely two at this stage. He couldn't have went on anything. But I can't. I don't mind. I enjoy roller coasters. I like theme parks. Yeah. But I can't be spun round and round. Yeah. Okay. I cannot yeah. be spun round and round. And Hannah said, "Let's go on the waltzer." Yeah. And I said, "No." And she said, well, I can't go on by myself, and there's just you here. Please, let's go on the waltzer. It'll be fine. Yeah. So I went on the waltzer, sat down, and, you know, whenever they have the carnies who, like, spin yeah. the waltzer as it's going. So I, it I'm started... sure they love being called that. <laughs> they don't listen to this. I I was listening to the show the other week when they called me a carny. Dear Aunt Scott Evil. <laughs> Your mother's a carny. <laughs> the... So it started spinning, and then the little pod started spinning, and I was fine. I don't like being called little pod. And then, <laughs> and then it got really fast, and my face got pushed back into the chair, oh, and right. I couldn't lift my head oh. off the back of it. And then it just kept going, oh. and it kept going, and wouldn't fucking stop. Mm. And it got to the stage when I was lo- peeling my face off the back of this thing, looking at Hannah, going, "We are two and a half songs in." <laughs> to this thing and it's still spinning <laughs> scream if you want to go faster no. I'm off the fucking thing no. so we got off <sighs> Hannah didn't know how to drive at this stage so I had to drive us home with my inner ear doing fucking backflips <laughs> and I got here I cr- managed to crawl into you know this like little doing? room and lay on the floor for the next two hours know, trying not to boat do you know the thing I like doing when I'm driving if, 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 I'm, like, if I'm behind someone and I know they can see my face I like making a face like this as I'm, as I'm pretending to press the brake, but in slow motion. <laughs> so it looks like they don't know if I'm going to crash into them or not. <laughs> they glance back and all they can see is me going, <laughs> Good God. I can almost, I can almost guarantee that no one's ever seen you do that. That's fine. I don't mind. Just, just all it takes is one person. Yourself. I know that's such ninety okay, percent yeah, of what life say, is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, is this your first week? That's why, like, when I answer the phone, I always go, "Hello, Dad," because <laughs> uh, that one time that it's him, <laughs> he goes, "How do you know I was phoning?" But does it not come up on your phone? Not no it's landline. You have you, a landline. Uh, it's my dad's the only one who ever phones it. <laughs> of course, <laughs> my dad and oh, oh God, somebody phoned the other day, and it was like, "Hello," and I went. Is this a robot? Hello? I went, oh, this is a robot, isn't it? I went, isn't it there? (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh. Is it a robot? (laughs) No, it wasn't a robot. Although I do enjoy picking up the phone sometimes if someone's calling me and saying, hi, can I speak to Dave? (laughs) Okay. Just to confuse, just to confuse. I I called you. (laughs) This is Dave. (laughs) Just just go, hello, Dave. (laughs) You're my wife now. So, <laughs> point of order, uh, we haven't uh, nominated a classic, or, oh, yeah, yeah. and we also have to do picks of the week, but we're getting close to the end of the show, so... Yeah. Ben, make it quick. Nominate okay. a classic, Scott, go. Nominate a classic. Well, uh, we went with PJ's classic last week, and the, the <laughs> to three... Apparently to regret. <laughs> <laughs> the three that I had kind of put up for, for options were because I had watched the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary, and the, the big three Vietnam films I've never seen. Okay. So, Platoon... Full, full Muppet Jacket. No. No, actually, the three that I put forward because I have seen Full Metal Jacket. The three that I put forward were Platoon, uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now, Night. and The Deer Hunter. So I don't think I've uh, Apocalypse Now is one I've seen relatively recently. Yeah, um, Platoon's probably not one I've seen in a long time. I right? bought The Deer Hunter in a bargain sale on iTunes today, so I nominated that. Okay, okay well, I actually, I, that's right. why I bought it on iTunes as well. Okay, so. okay. well, I'd better buy okay. it on iTunes then. Or wait for it to go to Plex. Uh, <laughs> pick of the week. Uh, I, I'm going to very, because uh, I'll do it very quickly. For, first of all, I want to apologize to you, Scott. Uh, when we first did the show and there was a nominated classic, I said, you can't have that because that's not a classic. By definition, a classic is something of a certain age. Turns out I'm wrong. Oh. It turns out a classic, which comes from the uh, classic, means a collection of good stuff. So it's just good things. Good things. So it All means right, so generally s- well, good things. The phrase, an instant classic. Yeah, but then, I mean, that, uh, that, that then's redundant, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Well, I suppose, it? yeah, I, I don't know. But, but, I mean, I think it's come to mean things that are good and of a certain age. All right, well, that, but, opens, but anyway, that opens up my... Yeah, that opens it up. Okay, so uh, and the reason I know that is because <laughs> I've, uh, there's a, there's a, 
<laughs> what happened? What did I miss? What did I miss? You missed, uh, missed Sphincter. Oh, did I? Okay. Um, the reason I know that is because there's a BBC, I think it's Radio 4, a uh, show called Natalie Haynes Stand Up for the Classics, which is a, she's a stand-up comic and a historian and talks about various uh, Greek classics oh. and, and philosophers and things. Okay. And so it's a kind of, and it's, it's a li- I suppose it's the close best explanation is it's a little like, um, uh, what's it called, the infinite monkey cage? Yeah. Uh, where, but instead of being about science, it's about historical okay. stuff and the classics and stuff. So I, I, I've caught a couple of snippets of that. I haven't listened to it. Seems to be in second series. Looks looks good. So that's what I'm saying for my pick of the week. Okay. Go. Well, uh, mine is another podcast. <gasps> okay. If you want to cheat on us with another podcast. You slut. Um, I <laughs> I've been enjoying um, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> okay. um, and what about the podcast? Yay! <laughs> um, Jonathan Van Ness is one of the hosts of Queer Eye on Netflix. Um, and he has a podcast where he just gets people on to talk about things that he doesn't know anything about and is interested in. Mm-hmm. So he has had people on talking about AI and space okay. and oh, yeah, various other things. Good. And they're very short. They're like 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. They're very, very quick. And they're just things that has taken his fancy and he's got an expert in yeah. uh, to talk about them. Um, he is a very... Um, fun flamboyant nature mm-hmm. and it just makes the podcast kind of a little bit different and really um and really uh, kind of fun and engaging to listen to okay. so i've been enjoying that well speaking of queer eye i'm going to uh pick my moisturizer <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing about pick of the week is that the, the picks are not like oh here's a book here's a here's a yeah. film or here's a tv show it's here's my moisturizer. I am actually I interested in this because I've been I've been thinking about changing brands. Well, have you? Yeah. Well, I'm going to recommend uh, La Roche Posay uh, Cicoplast, which is you is this a thing people do? Moisturize? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I mean, I'm I'm like basically it's desiccated. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't moisturize, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I I sort of. I have a medicinal moisturizer, I, but that's like. Is it is it now is it in a big green tub that you pump out? Yeah. Yeah, that stuff's shit. Oh, right, I have okay, that too. Yeah. It's 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 not great. But well, it turns you, out I need this pick of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so La Roche Posay Cicloplast. Um, I bought. Um, let's see. I, I bought a tube at first on a recommendation from a, of a girl from Twitter. She said this stuff will change your life. I bought <laughs> a tube. I bought a tube of it. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like the sort of things people would say on Twitter all the time from girls. Well, I have a lot of girls who follow me, and I would. Uh, I I said. Uh, Something along the lines of, I need a recommendation for moisturizer, and I knew somebody at one of them. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it was Sarah McDade recommended that I, um, I try this. I bought a tube of it. It was fantastic. It actually does work on my skin. Okay. Okay. So then I bought um, Boots had like a buy three for two deal on it. Now, it's not cheap. I mean, if that, buy three for two, that, that cost me something like 32 quid for three tubes of moisturizer. So, two, so it's about 16 quid. Now, I know there's probably women listening to this going, fuck off. That's, <laughs> that's not expensive at all. But yeah. for, I think a lot of I mean, I, I, I use... Um, I use cucumber sweat. Uh, <laughs> I use... Um, uh, bulldog, I think, is the. Oh, the, that's a very. That's like. Th- oh, we, like we need to sell moisturizer to men. Yeah. How can we do this? Yeah. Call, can we call it something? We need something. Rottweiler bulls. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Yeah, yeah, but 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 that is like it's five or six quid. Yeah. a bottle and it's it, it's fine. Yeah, it, it, but it, it it's just fine. Come with me on a journey, Scott. Okay. Come treat with your, me. Treat yourself. You will buy, see. Buy a tube of La Roche Posay. Okay. Cicoplast. And um, just try it out and see if it if it does it doesn't do wonders for your skin. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's my recommendation. I think I bought the last time I bought it. It was from it was from some online um, you know beauty products sales place. I'll post the link to wherever I bought it from last time because it, he won't. I will. No, no. I'll, I'll find <laughs> oh, no, it. I'll, you will. I'll you find it. I'll find to. it because I have it in my receipts yeah. in, my, in my email. So. Yeah. Oh, do let us know if any of these links are useful to you because it's a lot of work. Yeah, we. <laughs> if I mean, I think if you, if somebody finds something on the podcast that they're interested in, they'll probably just Google it. Like getting us to write out all of these fucking links is a real pain in the hope. Says you who's done it once. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Scott's efforts in this have been woefully inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did it once and not. I swear to God, I'm never doing that I mean, again. To be, to, be fa- never did it again. to be fair, PJ, you like listening to this episode. You like listening to all of our episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 
I can't. I don't like listening to the episode. So it, it's already we're like sometimes we've got I listen quite to a, a bit. Think, I can listen to that bit again. <laughs> <laughs> so I already have quite a bit of a barrier to get through. Yeah. Okay. okay. So and then, and then also you're a lazy fucker. So yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review. I saw we we got a review for uh, one of the other episodes. There, it was really great. I like that there's feedback. I like people that are enjoying it. Yeah. And it, it's sort of important. Actually, reviews and feedback are really helpful in getting us like noticed on the iTunes and yeah. podcast apps and stuff. So it does it does help. And it does help us feel like we aren't just sort of shouting into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine if my wife has to put up with this all the time, if I didn't have at least one day a week where I can come here and just rant. I mean, to be guys. fair, you only got through like three days of your diary. So what are, you, are you just going to go back and like scream it at Annette? Well, Thursday! I think Thursday's just blood, 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 <laughs> blood, 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 blood. Oh, the stuff I never got to cover. Uh, funerals when you're an atheist. Uh, why, why does the Sphinx need an advert on radio? I don't understand that. why that happened. Um, who's who who, who's the a radio? shop called Seems Perfect? What, what's, why would you name your shop Seems Perfect? Even, I mean, you're altering garments, but Seems Perfect... Why? <laughs> anyway, anyway, those are things. I, I think funerals when you're an atheist is a good one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit we'll that. We'll talk one later. about that. <laughs> All right, thanks very much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.